Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We are so glad you tuned into the broadcast today, and I know you will be too. We began a new series a couple of weeks ago called It Can Be Done. Now, this series of messages came from this living room right here, full of people, full of the presence of God. We had family night together, and I know most everybody watching this broadcast, we've got people watching all over the world. You don't know us personally. We don't know you, and yet we're family. And every family needs a family night. And this is how we do this. We get together in this living room with some of our friends and partners. We come together around the word and we let God speak to us. And what we found out from his word is that it can be done. Whatever impossibility you're facing right now, you need to know that with God, it can be done. I want you to be encouraged by this message today. So get out the word, follow along with us, be blessed by the word, be blessed by worship. And I'll be back at the end of this broadcast to share some exciting things with you. I love that that Jeremiah said that nothing's too hard and nothing is too wonderful. Many times we don't think about, we just kind of look at things like that's, that's impossible, that's hard, that's hard. Don't just look at it as hard. Look at the end result and say, you know what? If that thing gets done, it'll be wonderful, but not too wonderful. And I've already told the Lord that. I've already told it to him. Concerning a number of things in our lives, it's not too wonderful for you. This thing is not too big for you. It's not too majestic for you. It's not too wonderful. I want to live a life that's proof of God. That offers proof of the existence of God. Now to do that, we are going to have to accept some things that men call impossible. We're going to have to start taking steps towards impossibilities. But I go right back to what we talked about earlier tonight in our offering. You may not have enough to do the whole thing. Can you start? Can you start? And I believe the Lord would have us start on some things, some things that seem so grand, so big, so wonderful. But I want us to point at them and say, it can be done. Now, those of you who in here tonight and watching this are married, this is the advantage we have over single people. We have somebody in our life to hear us when we start swerving negative and we start looking at the impossibility of it and start talking the impossibility of it. Glory to God, we've got somebody in our lives to look at us and say, hey, 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 it can be done. It can be done. So husbands, wives, be that for each other. You don't have to be obnoxious about it, but be helpful to one another. I look at the life of Abraham and Sarah, and I know the scripture doesn't spell it all out, but I think they were that for each other. You know, when Sarah first overheard them say, this time next year, there'll be a baby. What did she do? Anybody remember? She laughed. She laughed. And the angel of the Lord, or whoever that was, telling them the whole thing, turned to Abraham and said, why is she laughing? Do you remember the question they asked him? Is anything too hard for the Lord? You start going back just through, just through what you learned in children's church. And you begin to realize the entire Bible is a book of impossibilities 
made possible with God. I mean, starting at the beginning, nothingness void without form. That's an impossible situation. And now I know why God created man last. Because had he created man first, there would have been somebody going, you can't do that. <laughs> There's no way. Are you kidding me? No way. There's nothing out there. How are you going to do that? So he had to wait and make us later so that the only one who was there, I guess, was Jesus, right? I mean, that's what the scripture says. Let us make man. So the only other voice was saying, yeah, it can be done. And God said, look out there. What do you see? Nothing. Dark, empty, void. And he said, this is what I want to do. Watch this. Light. Light be. And the Holy Spirit, the word says, the spirit just hovered, waiting for that word. And as soon as he heard that word, you know what the Holy Spirit said? It can be done. It can be done. And you follow the, the scriptures one right after the other. Abraham and Sarah, 70, 80, 90 years old, you're going to have a baby. With men, that's what? Impossible. Can't be done. But with God, it can't be done. And I got to just thinking back across every Bible story I could come up with. We already talked about the children of Israel and Egypt. That's an impossible situation unless you're with God on this. And then it's possible. I'll get you out of there. Oh, yeah. Come on. I'll get you out by Monday. Let's go. <laughs> he got them out. Before that story was over, they were standing at the edge of the Red Sea with Pharaoh and his army bearing down on him. So it's here are our two choices. Drown in the sea or die fighting these guys. And God says, no, 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 wait, wait. I'll get you across. It can be done. Watch this. And the wind blows and the sea, the, the sea splits and they walk across on dry land. It can be done. Little shepherd boy decides he's going to fight a giant. Everybody around him, what did they say? It can't be done. You can't do that. Sit down. Shut up. You can't do that. But he, he went running at Goliath and said, I come at you in the name of the Lord. In other words, I'm with him. <laughs> I'm with him. And then God got out in front of that stone and said, it's cool. He's with me. <laughs> He's with me. Guys, one right after the other. One impossibility made possible. Just because somebody connected to God in their believing. Will it happen in you? It's happening. It's happening in this ministry. It's happening in our lives. And you've got to be willing. You've got to be willing to say, God, I'm with you on this. I hear what you're asking me. It looks impossible. It looks impossible. I want to read this to you and then I'll be done. I like the Weiss translation of what we read in Matthew 19. When Jesus said, with men, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It says in Matthew 19, 26, this is the Weist Bible. Jesus, having turned his eyes upon his disciples, having considered them, said to them, watch this, in the presence of men, as men look at this, it's impossible. 
but in the presence of God, as he looks at this, all things are possible. If you're going to get different results than what everybody else gets, two things have to be different. You've got to see it differently and you've got to respond to it differently. Those two things are crucial. They have to happen. If you're going to get healing when everybody else had to live their life with this disease or even died from it, and they've told you or somebody you love, there's nothing else that can be done. You'll be on this medication the rest of your life. You're going to live with this forever. You're going to, two things are going to have to be different. If you're going to get a different result, two things must be different. Number one, you've got to see it differently and you got to respond to it differently. Jesus says, as men see it, yeah, it's impossible. But in the presence of God, as he looks at it, all things are possible. So that tells me you're going to have to go get in the presence of God. And there's just no way around that. And you don't want a way around that, do you? Go get in the presence of God and ask this. This is a very practical application of how we do this. Lord, I want to see it how you see it. Give me eyes that see how you see. And then give me words to say to it. Guys, sometimes we're too quick to pray. That's that panic mode. That's that you just start firing off prayer and start firing off these confessions. Wait a second. Don't say anything until you hear your father say it. Show me how you see it. Give me words to speak to it. And I'll see the impossible made possible. Amen. Amen. Does this help anybody tonight? Well, that's all I got for you. I want to pray for you. I want us to stand up together. I believe the Lord wants to do some things for us in this family that people are going to look at and say, how in the world did that happen? And we're going to have opportunity to say, I'll tell you, but it'll make you believe in God and be quick to do that. Be quick to tell people God did this. Amen. Amen. Sarah, do you have anything you want to add to this tonight, sweetheart? Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father, we worship you tonight. Thank you so much, Lord, for being the God of the impossible. And we, like Jeremiah, declare out loud, you have made the heavens and the earth with your great power and outstretched arm, and nothing is too difficult for you. And we make the decision tonight that we are with you in this. And Lord, I know we've got people from different walks of life, all in different places, just in this room, just the few that are in here, Lord, everybody represents a different place in their walk with you, in their life with you, different things that they're believing you for. And, and honestly, there may be something you've told to one person that seems impossible to them and somebody else in here who that thing is possible. But I know that they have things from you that, that look impossible to them. So all of us are coming to you on that equal footing, Lord. We require you. And we depend on you and your involvement in our lives, your word to us, your wisdom to us, to get done the things that need to get done. And Lord, we say out loud, we say it by faith, we are with you. 
and we know that you are with us. And with you, it can be done. I believe there's somebody watching right now, somebody maybe even in this room. The pressure has just ramped up in the last few days, the last few weeks. You have felt it start to get in you. For a while, it was just coming to you and it felt like it was just trying to rest on you. But just in the last few days, you have felt like it's, it's starting to get in you. I want you to cast the care of that, whatever it is, if it has to do with your kids or your finances or your own health or, or whatever it is, let's cast the care of that thing over onto the Lord. And then let's start speaking to it and telling it how nothing it really is. Now, I don't care how big it looks in the natural, how imposing it is. You look at it and you call it nothing because you're beginning to see the way the Lord sees. And that thing, though it's big to you, hold that up next to God and now tell me how big it looks. Hold that up in his presence and now tell me how imposing it is. It's nothing. It is nothing. You look at it and you say, it can be done. It can be done. Just a few weeks ago, you can look at me. Just a few weeks ago, Sarah and I met a couple as we were traveling, a couple in ministry and um, they were from the, the UK. They live here in the United States now and they tell us a little bit about their ministry. They, they put some of their books in our hands. Sarah was reading a book written by uh, the, the wife and she came home, was it yesterday, I guess? Or maybe we were sitting in there in the office together. She was telling me part of the testimony. Uh, they've got, I think, three kids and their youngest one, she had some complications during the pregnancy not just complications with the baby, but while she was carrying the baby, she had major seizures that would put her in the hospital. And uh, then she didn't know a lot about, you know, God wanting to heal you, but glory to God, he got her connected with some people full of the spirit, full of the word. And she heard from the Lord, God wants me well. And she trusted him, just took him at his word. The Lord said to her, you know, in two weeks, you could be free of this. And she believed him. And she was. Two weeks after that, never had another one. But through the course of that, while she was dealing with that, Sarah told me that they had put her on a lot of medication. A lot, a lot of heavy stuff. And it ended up creating a lot of complications for the baby. When the baby was born, the little girl wasn't eating, couldn't keep anything down. They'd give her something and it just would come right back up. And it was like this for months, even years. Can you imagine years going by where you couldn't keep anything down? And a number of times they said, she, it was life or death. It was like right on the line. And they would take her to the hospital and they would get her something where her body could hang on to it for a little bit. But correct me if I'm wrong, I think she, they said she was three years old and had the body mass of a nine-month-old. Is that what you told me? This is devilish. And uh, they took her to the hospital, and the doctors in the hospital ended up 
surgically implanting a tube into her stomach. And she carried around this little, looked like a little suitcase to feed her. Little three-year-old girl. Makes you want to cry and spit in the devil's face all of a sudden. He's just awful. This little girl having to carry this little suitcase around just to stay alive. And it was uncomfortable to her. It was painful where that tube went into her body and she couldn't get comfort. And uh, they were at, they were headed to the hospital. They were dropping the other kids off at grandma and grandpa's house. And the husband said, mom, do you have any, any teaching or anything we could listen to? They're Christian people, but hadn't had a lot of the word in their lives. They said, we want to listen to something. She said, I, he said, I didn't even have a CD player in my car. She had to find a tape. So she went and dug out this tape by this preacher uh, who had a real heavy southern accent. And that's the reason she just kind of chunked the tape away. She didn't like his accent. And these are British people. Gave him the tape. They stuck it in on the way to the hospital and heard truth. Found out who they were in Jesus found out about the righteousness of God and the promise of the word. And just that one tape on the what? Just hour or two drive maybe from there to the hospital got them so fired up. They went home from that, got, as, got a hold of as much teaching as they could, got on that preacher's website, found out in three days or the next day, the next day he was going to be in the UK just a short drive from them. So they made arrangements to go and get into the Word. And they had to get their daughter out of the hospital to do it. And they, asked, they, they had to get permission to even go. And you know what the doctor said to her? They said, yeah, we'll let you take her because she's probably got eight, maybe nine days left. What is this? Impossible. They said she needs to, this is what they told a parent. She needs to die at home. So they took her and they made arrangements to make the three hour drive to go hear the word. And they sat there and they got there late, couldn't make the first service. But the next day they got up, got into the service and the little girl just laid on the floor coloring or watching something. They just sat there listening to the word. They tried to get up to the front for the healing line and something just kept happening. They couldn't get up there. She, either she needed to go because she was uncomfortable or something. Until finally, uh, I think the last day of the meeting, the little girl was making a commotion, but she was in so much pain that one of the workers came over not to, you know, sometimes get people out, but just to comfort them and just to let them know it's going to be okay. And that, that worker, that volunteer, or that usher, whoever it was, Figured out what was going on, saw the tube, saw the little case, and said, I'm going to get you back there. And after the service, that person helped them get backstage to where that man and woman of God, who had come all the way from America to go minister there, they brought their little girl in, explained the whole situation to them. Now listen, the only thing they'd ever been told about her for three years was, nothing can be done. Nothing can be done. Nothing can be done. And the last thing they heard was, she's about to die. Go home and die. But they explained the whole situation to this minister. And you know what he said in his great Southern accent? This is a piece of cake for Jesus. 
first time they'd ever heard somebody say that this was little, say that it was nothing. It's a piece of cake for Jesus. The little girl was laying asleep in the stroller. He reached down, laid his hands on her, prayed the prayer of faith over her. She said in this book that they were so convinced that their little daughter was just healed. They drove home back to where the kids were and they said, your sister called her by her name. She got healed. She got healed last night. She's healed. Jesus healed her. That's right. And was it that night that she got prayed for that she woke up to tell it? Yeah. She said, I'm hungry. She said, I'm hungry. They took her to the, they said, well, where do you want to eat? She said, McDonald's. She wanted to go to McDonald's. Now this is, this is a moment where these parents have to decide, do we really believe she is? Because she hasn't been able to keep anything down. And what is it? They couldn't find a McDonald's, so they found some other KFC. KFC. That's what it was. She sat down and ate chicken and ice cream. KFC in America should be illegal. I don't even know what it's like in the UK, but corn, mashed potatoes, and she kept all of it down. Did you hear that? She ate a full Kentucky fried chicken (laughs) meal, kept all of it down, kept all of it down, and she went on and she just kept eating and kept eating. And I think they said. Maybe the next day or so, she started to cough again, like it was coming up. And the dad looked, and here's somebody who's just finding these things out. No, in Jesus' name, she's healed. Nothing came up. One more time, a few days later, it started started coughing again. And he said, no, in Jesus' name, she's healed. Nothing came up and has never had another symptom again. It can be done. It can be done. Even when they tell you it can't, it can. Who are you with? I'm with him. And what's more, he's out in front of me saying, he's with me. No, it's cool. He's with me. And the devil's saying, Jeremy, you can't have this. You can't build this. You can't buy this. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jesus steps up. He says, no, no, that's cool. He's with me. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.